This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Welcome in. It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM ESPN New York. Oh, my goodness. So much to do on a Saturday. So much to talk about. The baseball season is ending, and that's the good news because now for the Yankees, the Mets, the the real work uh, begins. The offseason after both have been afterthoughts for a good part of the summer and certainly all of the fall. But so as the baseball season ends, we, we might also get the end of the football season here as well if things don't turn around. But, of course, the number you know. 1-800-919-ESPN. You can uh, find me on Twitter, find me on Instagram, find me on TikTok at Old Man Radio. But most importantly, you can find me right here on your radio until noon. So if you're in your car, if you're in your home, if you're on your boat, because God knows we've needed a few of those uh, the last couple of days. If you're on your ark, if you're uh, going out for a nice uh, meal when you're riding your kayak to that meal, your canoe will be with you until noon along with Harvey and Joe. Uh, we got to get to the football, right? We get the Jets Chiefs Sunday night. Who's ready to yell about Zach Wilson for the next three hours? Yeah, no, we're not going to do that. But we do have to touch on the Jets and the Chiefs Sunday night. Giants, Seahawks on Monday. We're already at week four in the NFL. Already. And week four is still the beginning, right? First month of the season. But man, oh man, don't feel that way around here. Feels like the, the football season is, for at least for the locals, is quickly slipping away. If it's not already slipped away. And I guess we got to start with the Jets because it kind of feels like things are, if it's not slipping away, maybe it's already slipped away. But since the last time we got together in this, the Jets are amazing. Not on, on Sundays, but during the week. Because every single day, they have a way of being in the headlines. It's almost like you had a tree in your backyard that gave you fruit. And you go pick that fruit. But with the Jets, you pick the fruit and you, you take all the fruit off the tree. And the next day, there's fresh fruit on the tree. This is a magical tree. Now, unfortunately, it's poison fruit, but still, it's still kind of amazing. Since the last time we got together on a Saturday morning, you had the Jets game on Sunday, the Patriots, right? We had the big uh, tailgate there. Everybody's saying, most people thinking, Jets, this is the day. This is the time to end the skid. Instead, the Patriots beat them for the 15th straight time. 15 in a row. The longest streak of one team beating another, we talked about this last week, was, is 20. I don't know, 20 and 15, they're pretty close. They're pretty close. And, and with the way things are right now, is anybody not picking the Patriots to beat the Jets for the 16th straight time when they meet in the final game? This re- That feels so far away right now, the final game of the regular season. Think about all the things we'll have to endure before we get to the end of the regular season. Even for a football season, which feels like it flies by. Again, we're already at week four. But since the last time we got together, Jets-Patriots on Sunday, you spent an entire day uh, of Tony Romo and Jim Nance just killing Zach Wilson. Fans so distraught, their guy's losing his teeth. That's a clip for, the, for all time. And that guy probably thought, 
Oh, geez, I almost lost my teeth. Good thing nobody noticed. <laughs> Little did he know. Then Monday, Monday you had the, the biggest icon in team history come out and just eviscerate everybody. Just took a flamethrower to everybody associated with the team. Called the quarterback disgusting. Used the word awful. The head coach, the G- he was taking on, he was just going through the whole thing. Tuesday, you had everyone reacting to Namath. Aaron Rodgers comes out and says, hey, stay positive. Easy for you to say. Stay positive. We, we got to live through this. You're off wherever, rehabbing and getting healthy for next, God, fingers crossed for next year. But we got to actually live this. You had the head coach on Tuesday, I think, come out and say, well, Zach, Zach does need to improve. Oh, he's changing his tune. The head coach is changing his tune now. Wednesday, you got Trevor Simeon. Thursday, Willie Gay. Jets are in panic mode. That was a week. One week. I mean, man, I don't know about you, but by the time I get to Sunday, I have PTJD. I have post-traumatic Jets disorder. They are exhausted. I don't know how you guys do it. And it's not like my team has been rolling the championships up, but this is, whew. And then all you have to do this week, oh, well, what's next on the agenda? Well, next up is the defending Super Bowl champions and the best quarterback in the sport on national TV. Never ends. When all you've done is uh, been waiting all day for a Sunday night and the Jets uh, fall into one and three. And, and look, there's plenty of blame to go around. But I, I do want to make this clear because, yes, can you blame Zach? Well, of course. I mean, we spent the entire week. We'll probably spend the, the next week all yelling and screaming about Zach. Well, I mean, it feels like it's been done to death at this point. Certainly, if you want to get on the phone, 1-800-919-ESPN. Far be it from me to, to not allow people to speak their truth. Uh, but it does feel like it's kind of been done to death with Zach Wilson and the coach has certainly got his share of the blame, and Nathaniel Hackett. And when it's this bad, there's plenty of blame to go around. But I do think that it should be, we should all be on the same page on this one. This is not controversial in any, in any way. The person who's most responsible for where the Jets are at at this moment in time, for where this season is at, is the GM. Joe Douglas, I get it. He's kind of bulletproof with a good portion of the Jet fan base. But the reason you are where you are is mostly because of him. If for no other reason, he's the guy who picked Zach Wilson. And and the way that they have handled him as an organizational thing, they've been wrong. Every step of the way. At some point, you would think they'd get one of these things right. Narrator voice, they did not get anything right. And he's the one who decided to keep him as the number two when it was clear to anyone with eyes. As soon as last season ended, the takeaway was, well, next year, you can't rely on Zach Wilson for anything. And yet he left him a heartbeat away from being the guy you were going to, to need. And I hear all the, 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 the talking points. Well, you can't get anyone else now. Well, then you screwed up. That's a clear-cut 
sign you screwed up. Because I, I don't think anybody could have thought that the, the, the Aaron Rodgers thing would have went the way it did. But to think that it could go, uh, uh, you might need somebody to play at some point. I mean, just about every team might need their, their backup quarterback to play at some point. You're an injury away in a sport there where everybody's an injury away. So if, you, if your point is, well, you can't get anybody down. Nobody thought this could happen. Well, I I don't know that it's not the most far-fetched thing in the world that a 39-year-old quarterback playing behind an offensive line we were all yelling and screaming about leading up to the season would would miss some time. It's it's not the most uh, far-fetched idea in the world. And and another talking point I've heard, I didn't hear anybody complaining about Zach Wilson being the number two. Uh, You didn't? Well, maybe it's time to get your ears checked. Because we were all, I feel like we were all having that conversation. Am I living, is it me? I don't think it's me. Sometimes it's me, but I don't think this is a case where it's me. After we got done with last season, it was, the, the feeling was, well, he can't be the number two. If he's on the roster, he's a project. Clearly, he's miles away. All right, you, you make him the number three. You allow him to have a year where he's just sitting back and watching and maybe learning something. But you couldn't leave him as the backup, and that's what the Jets did. So if this season does blow up, which it looks like it's the it's like one of those old TV shows where they light the dynamite and the, the, there's a very long fuse, the fuse is lit. It feels like it's going to blow up here at some point. So if it does... Yes, there's plenty of blame to go around. You can blame Zach Wilson. You can blame the coach. You can blame the offensive coordinator. But the person who put this whole thing in motion, put the events in motion as they are right now and deserves the majority of the blame is absolutely the GM, Joe Douglas, who, for for some reason, a good portion of the Jet fan base just refuses to blame it all. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, 1-800-919-3776. So coming up, we'll get some phone calls involved. Uh, I will also, I will give you the most puzzling part of this whole Zach Wilson thing. And we, we talked about Joe Namath's comments, which certainly, did you hear Joe Namath was on the K-Show? Yeah, I think everybody heard Joe Namath was on the K-Show. There's one thing that Joe Namath said that was 100% wrong. So I'll tell you what that is as well coming up. Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. How's everybody feeling on this Saturday? Joe, Harvey, along for the ride. Guys, you doing all right today? We're, we're dry, so that's that's a plus. Yeah, that's, that, that has been an issue here the last couple of days, huh? Little bit of an issue. Nothing Seems like, like uh, the end of the world a little bit. Nothing Rain. like go, just watching the news and all of a sudden you see like, torrential downpours on the subway. Yeah, it doesn't seem like things are going well, right? I, I guess the water has to go somewhere. You know what I don't understand? Like, how does that not, like, kill all the rats? Like, the They've rats, adapted. they can only swim for so long, right? Have you seen subway rats recently? No, not, no, not recently. The, this isn't the, the, the 80s and 90s subway rats. The, the, these are, like, super subway rats. But they can't swim for long periods of time. They're not built for swimming. They're not, like, doing the backstroke now or anything. Oh, you don't know that. They're probably floating as we speak. Everybody's got a camera. If they were doing the backstroke, I would have seen it by now. 
That that thing would go viral. You definitely would. Yeah, you would have put it. You would have made it viral. Yes, absolutely. Of course. That definitely be on TikTok. Shouldn't that go viral? Subway rat doing the backstroke. (laughs) You would have used it to describe what football teams chances or something. I I don't think so. That's not. Here's here's. I'm about bringing people together, and 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 this morning we're bringing people together uh, with. For, for better or worse, Wilson. yes. But look, we're not alone there. I mean, we can't be blamed for that one. one 919 ESPN telephone number. All right, before we go to the phones, because people want to get in on this, um, Joe Namath the other day was on with the K-Show. Did you hear Joe Namath was on with the K-Show? It was everywhere. That went viral. That was more viral than a backstroking rat swimming in the subway. You sit down? You sit down? Yeah, that is actually the one thing he got wrong. You don't, oh, you don't sit down. No, that's absolutely what he does. When you go into a game with Zach Wilson, what do we all say? If it's not there, get rid of it. If it's not there, play to live, live to play another down. So absolutely go down. Rather than ruining it, rather than forcing a play, go down. Yes, take a knee. Wait for the next play, right? Like they always say, uh, oh, punting is not always the worst thing in the world. Just don't ruin the game. You go into the game with Zach Wilson, and, and part of the game plan is just don't make it worse. If a play is bad, take it and, and move on to the next one. And if we have to punt, so be it. Just don't, don't blow up the game. Don't ruin a drive with a big interception and live to play another down. So absolutely, that's the one that I would disagree with Joe Namath. When you're going into a game with with Zach Wilson, yes. Now, is it bad that that's the position that you're in? Yeah, absolutely. And there are many things to complain about Zach Wilson, but to me, that one uh, is not one of them. All right, let's go to the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Let's start off with uh, Bob is an Edison. Bob, what's going on, my man? Good morning, Gordon. How you doing? I'm good. Uh, listen, I, during the summer, I screamed with your predecessor, Dan, in the morning um, how there's no way we could go into this season as with Zach as the number two. As, bad, as much as Jet fans couldn't stand him, his teammates couldn't stand him, if you want to, you know, quote, put him on the practice squad, make him third string, you know what, I'm, I can live with it. I won't make that big a deal. But as a backup, that's just uh, GM malpractice. I'm calling for the firing of Joe Douglas. He's, he's been here for four years. He was an offensive lineman. When he first got hired, he said his main first priority is the offensive line. And in four years, he's brought in Connor McGovern, Lakin Tomlinson, Dwayne Brown. Dwayne Brown was okay last year. He was a godsend, actually, last year. But you don't, you know, quote, depend on him coming off a surgery, a 37-year-old. Mekhi Beckton, we know the deal with him. It goes on and on. And like I said, look at Joe Douglas's record. That speaks for itself. Yep. You can tell by the sound of my voice, I'm as fed up as any other Jet fan. I've seen this same crap for over 50 years. I want yep. Joe Douglas fired. All right, Bob. Well, look, I'm not going to call for anybody's job, uh, but I do think that the focus should be on the people who are actually to blame. Who, who's the most responsible for this? And I get it. The, the people will come back with, well, you couldn't expect Rodgers to go down on the fourth play. True. 
But you certainly could envision a scenario where the 39-year-old quarterback would miss some time at some point. And let's be honest, we're talking about the Jets. So if we're saying, well, you couldn't expect to lose, well, you should almost always think, like, what's the worst-case scenario here? And I talked about this before the season, like when we make season predictions about baseball or football, any sport, especially the NFL, we all think about, well, what's the, what's the, the high end for this team? Well, if this goes right and that goes right and this goes, but a lot of times what you have to do is what's the weakness? What is the thing that could really hold you back? Because that, a lot of times that's what tells the story of the season. And we all thought there was not anybody who thought, hey, if the Jets have to go to Zach Wilson, they'll be fine. There's not a, I can't believe that there's a single person who thought that. You just thought, well, there's no way they're going to have to go to Zach Wilson. We got Aaron Rodgers. That's what we got Aaron Rodgers for. Ira is in Staten Island. Ira, good morning. Hey, Gordon. Good morning. And, uh, yeah, Douglas definitely deserves his fair blame, but so does the coaching staff. So does Woody Johnson. So does everybody. Listen, they swung for the fences. You can't fault them for that. No. But they didn't have a backup plan when the fence lost a piece of the wood. And they lost the main piece of the wood, and now they're left holding the bag. And when you're sprinkling the offensive line and everything else, you know, but as for the game tomorrow night, you know what, let the kid go out and play. Like, you know, I I don't want to see run first down, run second down, and then third nine all night long. Spagnola eat the kid alive. Let him go out there. If he throws four or five picks, who cares? Let the defense show up. Let them play until, you know, they realize that they're not going to score any points if that's the case. But when you look at the big picture, what frustrates me the most is it's the same story with this franchise. No matter, you could even go back to Hess. No matter who the owner is, no matter who the coaches are, general managers, the roster, they make their most noise from March to August. And when the season kicks off, this is usually the end result. They had their share of success, but for a 60-plus-year-old franchise, I think they've only had seven or eight playoff appearances. It's embarrassing. And as for Zach Wilson, i got to give the 49ers and the Cardinals a lot of credit. They got rid of Rosen. They cut bait. They got rid of um, um, Trevor Lance. They, They cut bait. They should have cut bait on Zach Wilson. Maybe the owner has something to say. Maybe Douglas didn't want to admit he made a mistake. But at the end of the day, you're sitting with a guy who should have been the backup quarterback. Of course, they should have retained Mike White, and they should have took a flyer on maybe getting a seventh-round pick for Zach Wilson. And that's the major mistake that this franchise made this year. Yeah, Ira, no, there's no question about it. Uh, thanks for the phone call. Uh, I would disagree with, and I've heard this a lot, uh, Ira's not the only one, hey, Go out there and let Zach Wilson wing it, right? Don't play scared. Open it up. Let this kid throw the ball. Let, take the shackles off. And if he throws three or four interceptions, who cares? <laughs> Does anybody actually believe that? Does anybody actually think that on, on Monday after a Sunday night football game, national television, Zach Wilson goes out there and single-handedly, because if you're saying he's throwing three or four interceptions, he's single-handedly losing the game for you. Does anybody think that if he goes out there and single-handedly loses the game for you, everybody's going, oh, you know what? I don't care. It's fine. No, trust me. <laughs> that, that is, uh, that's, that's not true. That's not true. 
And and I get it with the coaching staff. They do seem like they're coaching scared, and I think it's because they're scared. <laughs> they don't they don't want they don't believe in the quarterback. They don't want him to single handedly lose the game. And they're tr- they're coming from the point of view of he can he can um, they're they're coming up with the ending. And then they're trying to backtrack and figure out how to go about that, right? Like they're worried that he's going to blow up the game for them, and they use that as the end point. And then they're trying to work backwards. Okay, so how do we not come to that conclusion? Well, we, we have to run the ball primarily. We can't let him take deep shots down. We don't want to overload him with stuff. And, and that's the position they're in. And I can't say that I blame them. I can't say that I blame them. They are walking a tightrope. Do they have to be uh, more aggressive than they were against the Patriots? Well, clearly. But just because you're more aggressive, doesn't. there's a reason why they don't want to be aggressive. They don't want, that, they don't want him to single-handedly lose the game for them. And if they, if they allow him to do too much, there's a very good chance. And at the end of the day, I get it why people would feel that way um, after watching what it looked like Sunday against the Patriots. But the flip side could also be true. And the flip side could be a whole lot worse, right? Like they were in, by not allowing Zach Wilson to blow the game against the Patriots, they were in the game against the Patriots. They had chances to win that game. If you suddenly open it up and allow Zach, well, take the shackles off, all that type of stuff, there's a very good chance by the time you get to halftime, game's already over. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, one 800 919 Seven six. Let's go out to uh, Sal in Brooklyn. Sal, what's going on, my man? Morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm uh, good, Sal. You you are so on point with this. Not that uh, let him throw four or five and open it up. He's not Daryl Lamonica. He's not the Mad Bomber. Obviously, they're playing within the let's call it the parameters of what they know he can give them. You know, he don't know how to take the sack. Everybody made fun of Paint Manning. He can't run, but he knew to live for another day. Absolutely. They can't open up this offense because they know exactly how much he can give them. Everybody that wants to blame the offensive line, they gave him close to four seconds every time he was dropping back to throw yesterday. That's an eternity for 60% of the quarterbacks in this league. They know he don't have it, but he's still their best option as much as everybody wants to get upset and think that anybody's just going to come in and we're a super, they're a Super Bowl team. It don't work like that. So, Play within the confines of what you have. Try to run. Try to stay in the game. Maybe a lucky bouncer, an interception, or a fumble somewhere. But just keep it respectable. They know what they have in this kid, and it's not much. They yeah. know it. So for everybody to just think, let him throw it 80 times. It's not happening, man. He's just yeah. not that dude. That's no, all. absolutely. Sal, that, Sal, thanks for the phone. And look, they'll, they'll also be the first ones to complain. Well, what are you doing? Why are you letting him throw the ball? He threw four interceptions. You knew that was going to. I get it. You're frustrated, right? We, if, we, if we see what happened on Sunday against the Patriots and that didn't work, well, let's try the opposite thing. Maybe that will work. I, no, that won't work. And, and again, against the Patriots, the Patriots were giving you that game. And you couldn't take it. You couldn't take it. And uh, if you go out there, and speaking of not being able to take it, if you go out there Sunday against the, the Chiefs and allow Zach Wilson to be the story of the game, which if you're saying, hey, let's open it up, let's throw the ball around the air, that's what you're doing. Trust me, I, I'm, I'm pretty confident while you're sitting there watching the game, you won't be able to take that either. 
1-800-919-ESPN is the uh, telephone number, 1-800-919-3776. Coming up, uh, I did not get to what the most puzzling part of where the Jets are at with Zach Wilson, but we'll tackle that. We'll get more of your phone calls. Lots to do just getting started on a Saturday morning. Gordon Damer, 98.7 FM. Hey, stay positive. Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. The scenario is not the best. Not the best. Jets taking on the Chiefs Sunday night. Taylor Swift is going to be in the building. Big, big game for the Jets. Well, I, the, when the moment that Rodgers went down, I, I think that for me, I was not looking at any of the games that they were playing. Like, I, I thought they had to get to the bye at two and four. And again, what's the when Rodgers goes down, the goal no longer is um, Super Bowl or bust or anything like that. And I don't even know that it's necessarily playoffs or bust. I think that's all kind of gone. I think the goal becomes at that point, hey, we can't have another lost season. We can't have another season where we get to Halloween and it's focusing on the draft and we're winning four or five games. It can't be that. You're too far along in this process with this regime to have another year where you're just throwing it away when you're already the team that hasn't made the playoffs in the longest period of time in the sport, all that type of stuff. Now, again, I think that the, 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 the goal has to change when, when you lose your starting quarterback four plays into the season, but it doesn't mean that all bets are off. Like, you can just go out there and be the, the, one of the worst teams in the sport not winning any games. They're too talented for that. The Bears, that's the story of the Bears. There's other teams that, 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 that can be their story. It can't be the Jets' story. So to me, I said, the most puzzling part of this and where the Jets are at are the people who still think that the Jets can do something with Zach Wilson where, oh, no, they can, they can, still, they can still really be good. No, no. They'll pull, oh, it's coaching. You know, he's got talent. You got to coach him up. I will grant you, has the coaching been top-notch? No. Are they coaching scared? Yeah. And as I mentioned before, they're coaching scared because they're scared. They are walking a tightrope where, on the one hand, they have don't let this guy blow the game. Don't put Zach in a spot where he ruins the game with a big turnover, a big interception. But at the other hand, you can't just hand the ball off all the time either because you're not going to go anywhere and you're going to, that's also going to, so it's a tightrope, it's a balance. And, and, and why, is he co- why is Robert Sala coaching scared? Because he probably looks around, sees his record is 12-25, and 25, and, and realizes where that put. Adam Gase was 9-23. and 23. Robert Sala is 12-25. and 25. There's not that much difference between those. And he clearly does not believe in the quarterback. Mainly because he's had the quarterback. <laughs> he's, try- he's tried it out. But... He has to say the right things. But there are people that you talk to, Jet fans, they're like Zach Wilson truthers. And, and trying to convince them, it's like trying to talk someone out of a cult. So I, I looked up, I went on the, the, on the Google, how do you talk someone out of a cult? So maybe as we go through the morning and go through the show, we'll keep these bullet points in mind for when we inevitably bump into someone who's like, no, Zach, Zach's not that bad. I know it's it sounds insane, but it, they're out there. They walk among us. 
So the number one tip is understanding the situation, which I think we do understand the situation. The situation's not good. Number two is recognize that good people end up in cults. Well, we all, we all have... Do we, though, have all... I don't know. Number three, keep the lines of communication open while we're doing that. 1-800-919-ESPN. Hit me up on Twitter, at Gordon Damon. Be patient. That's the fourth tip. I think we've been patient. Jet fans, there could be criticism. Patience is not one. I mean, it, it, they're still Jet fans. Number five is avoid speaking badly about the cult. All right, well, we won't call anybody names. Uh, number six is ask them about the future. Well, maybe that's the point where we bring up the draft. April can't get here for long uh, soon enough. Ha- do they have an official date for the draft yet? The 2024 NFL draft? They have to have it, right? Because it's traveling now, so they have to have those dates kind of blocked off. We'll start the countdown maybe later today. And then uh, number seven is give them room to think for them. Well, that, I think that's a terrible. Give them room to think for themselves. They, had the, they got themselves into this position for thinking. But I don't know if those maybe, – maybe Google is not the best uh, tool to try to get people to – all right. 1-800-919-ESPN is the, the telephone number, 1-800-919-3776. And that's the big talking point. Well, Zach's got talent. You got you to gotta take what he does well and tailor your offense to them, right? That's what coaching is. The problem with that, the biggest bust, the biggest quarterback bust of all time, well, they're all, the fact they're bust, they were drafted very high. All those guys are going to have physical ability, real good physical abilities. But th- that was not, that was not enough to overcome their weaknesses. So like Jamarcus Russell, I think is like, Either Jamarcus Russell or Ryan Leaf are the biggest quarterback busts of all time. Both those guys had really good physical tools. Not enough to overcome it. And go through the list, like whatever the list is in your mind. Mitch Trubisky or, or uh, Johnny Manziel. They all had physical gifts, but that's not, that's not um, enough to overcome. So that's what kind of makes the Jets situation so unusual. Busts, that's generally better than mediocre mediocre you stick with it because the guy was drafted so high up he shows you some signs at times we just have to stick with it a little we just have to make this a little better we just have to do that a little better it's actually better to have clarity but yet the Jets are are going to now be in this position for a third straight year and this year feels like last year right look at the parallels between this year and last year last year you got a miracle win over the Browns with Flacco right like a game you had no business winning Kind of feels like this year you got a miracle win against the Bills, a game you probably had no business winning. And and this is not this is not week four. It feels like week twenty-two. It feels like, like it's a twisted Twilight Zone episode where you're stuck in a world where you can't get out of. It's just it's just repeating over and over and over again. All right, let's go back to the phones. One 919 ESPN is the telephone number. Danny's in Centerport. Danny, next up on the Gordon Damer show. Hey Gordon, how are you, my man? I'm good. Lot- What's going on? All right, it's been a long time, man. You, uh, you know, you got me through, and you got us through a lot of good morning drives, man. You know, me driving oh, I that, Danny. with the with with the you know the TV shows that we went through when we were suffering with COVID. You really did a good job with that, Thank and uh, kudos kudos to you on that, my friend. Um, listen again, as much as I don't want to agree with you, because as much as I like you, Gordon, but I've listened to you enough. Um, I know your little subtle shots and your sarcasm that comes towards the Jets me? is. Uh, 
is 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 all in good nature, but I know you get a little drive out of it because your Dolphin fan fandom, and you just you 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 definitely you know stick it to us with the with the sarcasm, and I get it; it's the right, rightfully deserved because we're a mess. But you know, you're hitting this a hundred percent correct, and it, it, as much as I don't want to admit it, Joe Douglas is one hundred percent at fault for this. The fact that that these guys. Him and Sala watch tape, and this is what they do for a living, right, Gordon? Like you come to the yep. show and you do your thing, you prep your show, you get you get prepared, you you do. How could these guys be watching tape and 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 put us through the same? You know what this is like, Gordon? This is like watching a bad movie for the second time and thinking it's going to get better, right? It's like watching a bad a bad movie that you think, oh, maybe if I watch it a second time, it'll get better. The fact that they put us in this position to be dealing with Zach Wilson again at this spot after what we sat through last year is a travesty and he should be held accountable now a couple other people saying he should be fired and all of that listen you need to remember idzig and mccagman and everything we no, they're, they're infinitely yeah, I worse think, i don't think that he should be fired gordon but he definitely needs to be held accountable and the fact that he's putting us through this and he's got us in this spot where we where we have to deal with zach wilson is really a joke we have a 39 year old quarterback and listen i love the move for rogers and it's a shame we didn't get to see him but there should have at least been somebody between him and zach if you want like you said earlier if you wanted to be on the practice squad and you wanted to mentor him and they wanted to try to save face and hope that maybe this kid would be something in two three years that's fine but the fact that we don't have like a Minshew or a bridgewater or somebody that could that could steer this ship at this point he is 100 percent held accountable on this that we have to sit through another season you're actually making fun of us that we're talking about the draft it's not even we're not even out of september and you're, you're doing little innuendos about the draft i love you gordon but i know the shots that you throw with a true jet fan and it irritates me it irritates me to, to my core because i i am a true blue suffering 45 year season ticket holder jet fan and there's nothing more i'm going to be more miserable about that your team is going to win this division and it's going to make me sick but it is what it is because we're a joke all right, Danny. Uh, thanks for the phone call. Thanks for the kind words. Uh, I appreciate it. Uh, me? 208 days until the NFL draft. Just just so you're, you're wondering. Um, I, I, I really can't disagree. I know Danny agreed with everything I say, so I'm going to agree with everything he says. I, I, again, we got through, and it wasn't even when we got through it. We knew it in, in the middle of it last year. The Jets have to go out this offseason and get someone else to play quarterback. They can't go on with Zach Wilson as a quarterback, and yet they got through the season. They did go out and get another quarterback and then decided, well, the guy that we couldn't possibly allow to play, we'll make him the backup. Make it make sense. Make it make sense. And, yeah, if you're – and we listen to all the shows, listen to the K show, listen to Rick and Dave, Barton Hahn, all the different shows – and I hear a lot of yelling and screaming about Zach Wilson. Clearly, he's, he's the quarterback, so there's going to be yelling. I hear a lot about Robert South. The person who is most to blame for the situation we find ourselves in right at this moment, 208 days away from the 2024 NFL draft, is Joe Douglas. Is Joe Douglas. Again, you got through the season. And, you, wow, it's clear. we got to go get ourselves a quarterback. Who, who's available? If we go on with Zach Wilson, we're doomed. Well, you know, we'll just make him the backup. What? What? You want to make him the third string. You want to make him the emergency guy. Fine. You're, 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 you're on the hook for the contract until his fifth-year option, so 
You know, he's not really making that much money. It's already a sunk cost kind of anyway. All right, fine. But can't be the backup. And uh, giant mistake. And it's one that's going to ha- – has put you in a position now where it kind of feels like the season is already lost. Artie's in Brooklyn. Artie, what's going on, my friend? I see the ceiling here. Hey, good. Hey, Artie. Uh, so, I mean, I know. I'm not the screen yet. And I know more than likely if they get blown out, you're not going to see Zach anymore. I think that's it. He got the two shots if he won the, the Patriot game. But here's the thing. I would, pay more, I would have more respect for these Jet fans that call up if they called after the Buffalo game. When they won the game, right, nobody said anything about Zach. Nobody. They remember 5-2 and two last year. I remember the calls. He lost his job not because of, of his play. He lost his job because he made a stupid statement and he showed bad leadership and they turned on him. And then Mike White came in there and looked like Joe Montana. Nobody said it was they played the Chicago Bears. Look, against Cincinnati, it was the same thing. He threw for 450 yards, right, and got hurt. And then he played against Detroit. Go look at your stats all you want. All I know is I was there. He scored a touchdown, gave him the lead, and the, that defense, who everybody vaulted as a top three defense, and probably the stats say the same thing now, that they have a top three defense. I go to the Patriot game, they got the ball, they scored. We, have a, we, we, we get a field goal, they get the ball in the second half, they scored. I didn't see no three now. We, we scored the touchdown, they got the ball, it's third down and eight, and my best cornerback gives up a, a pass to Bourne. They got the ball back. I want to know, 70,000 people, did they think that we had a chance to score and win that game? Absolutely. We were going nuts. They were just coming off a thing. When it doesn't get done, all of a sudden, he's no good. You're telling me out of 32 teams right now, 32 teams, including the Falcons, don't want this guy? You think if you release him, he's not getting picked up? I don't know. I'm not related to Wilson, but I think he deserves more than this. He deserves – you're comparing him to the first-round pick and Russell. Go look at um, Demarcus Russell's stats. His third year, he played 12 games. It's not only two games. Show me the film. Show me the film. He, the last two throws that he made, they had 16 seconds to throw from the 35-yard line. He threw a 25-yard pass to Wilson. And I had quarterbacks for years that couldn't reach the end zone. And this dude – Threw it 60 yards. That's why they drafted him. Granted, granted, okay, he can read the field and stuff like that. But I know it. Just like the same fans I called about Gina, how he stuck, and it took so many years. He's going to go to a team that has good coaching, and I'm telling you, he's going to look a hell of a lot better than he does now. All right. All right. All right. I, I, I have my list here. Let me use it. Uh, I understand the situation that he's in. Uh, you're a good person, Artie. Uh, I, uh, good, bad things happen to good people all the time. I, 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 they, they cut off the call, but I want to keep the lines of communication open with Artie. I, I want to be patient. I don't, I don't want to speak badly about uh, thinking that uh, Zach Wilson is a horrendous quarterback. I don't want you to think that. Don't. 
Maybe the future can be bright. That's what I'm talking about, being in the cult. Will Zach Wilson get another opportunity someplace else? Yeah, he probably will. A a lot of guys who are drafted high up do get opportunities unless they're not even trying. Like, I I think with other guys, with Jamarcus Russell, it was clear he was not even trying. So nobody's going to take a shot on that when, when it bombs out as badly. Look at all the guys who are are bad quarterbacks who are busts early on. When you get drafted that high up, you usually do get other opportunities. Blaine Gabbert's still in the – I mean, there's a bunch of guys. You you get a lot of extra opportunities. But that's down the road. That's somewhere else. That's somebody else's problem. And and do I think that Zach Wilson came into a great situation? No. I think that – when you judge these draft picks, you have to judge it by the situation. When when you've not had any history of success developing quarterbacks, it's kind of hard to, to think that this guy is going to be the guy. You keep taking that shot, but... So maybe if Zach Wilson had gotten drafted by the Niners, maybe it's a different story. Maybe if, if, if Trey Lance got drafted second and, um, and, and Zach Wilson third, maybe that would have turned out bad, better for, for Zach Wilson. But I think that the same situation would have probably turned out for the Jets. So is it partly situation? Yes. But the situation is the situation. We are where we are, and it's just kind of hard to these uh, Zach Wilson truthers that, well, you just got to gotta coach them up. They're trying. They're, tr- they're trying their best, and this is what it looks like. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, 1-800-919-3776. Coming up, more of your calls as we'll uh, tackle the Giants, too. Speaking of big games, Jet fans are already in full-blown panic mode. The Giant fan could be in full-blown panic mode after Monday night, so we'll get to that, too. Gordon Damer Show. It's 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. Super Subway Rats. Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. You know, we had a caller there before. Danny said uh, it's like a bad movie. What's the worst movie you've ever seen that you've sat through? And, and not like, I guess maybe I would qualify if you, if you left halfway through. But now at home, just flipping the channel, you have to have actually sat through it. I remember going to see in the theater a thin red line. Oh, my God. Couldn't wait to get out of that theater. I Googled some of the worst movies of all time. Jaws the Revenge. <laughs> that one. I was a huge Jaws fan, so I was always on, uh, on board for any. All I remember about Jaws the Revenge was when the shark popped out of the water. For some reason, it was roaring like a, like a tiger. <laughs> Jaws the Revenge, that's the one with Michael Caine. Rawr! I don't think Michael Caine ever saw Jaws the Revenge. Rawr! It, was, it, would, it sounded more realistic than that, but it didn't sound realistic Rawr! for uh, a shark. I think probably Jaws the Revenge or A Thin Red Line has to be the worst. And it does. I mean, the Jet Caesar feels like watching the same movie over and over again and, and kind of expecting it to go differently. It has not gone differently so far. Has not gone differently so far. All right, let's get some calls in here. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Let's go to uh, Chris's and Beth Page. Chris, go, my man. Go on and a couple quick things. Um, first of all, uh, Staying Alive, the uh, sequel of Saturday Night Oh, Fever Staying Alive, that's a good, really bad movie. Bar. Yep, yep, yep. Horrendous. All right. Number two, uh, the receipts thing. Remember we did it a couple weeks yeah, ago? Yeah, yep, absolutely. I, I, 
one of yours hasn't aged very well. And, and you know, <laughs> a lot of them have not aged very well. I think, I think the Dolphins, right? Didn't you make? Yeah, Dolphins. Uh, I still have them finishing last in the division. Yep, that was one of mine. Absolutely. Okay. All right. All right. No, nothing. I just thought I'd bring it up. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Now, that. the point I want to get to is one that I've been bringing up on talk shows this past week, and everyone thinks I'm nuts, and I'm sure you think I'm nuts too. Um, there's a song by Taylor Swift called "It's Me, I'm the Problem." That's yeah. a Swifty song. Mm-hmm. All right. You know who I'm going to point to? Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is coming, and in my mind, took a huge you-know-what on this organization. And I'm going to tell you why. He's controlled everything. He, he went from a guy who was, like, leaning towards, you know, not even playing, just retiring, giving it up altogether, okay? He went from that to, like, he saw God. And speaking of cults, he's a cult leader, this guy, is what I'm saying. He, <laughs> he, no, he's a cult leader, this guy. He really is. Because he, he's... Every decision they've made now, when he said he wanted mm-hmm. to come there, it was like, oh, let's drink the Kool-Aid, whatever you want. He, mm-hmm. he left that. Now, it's not his fault that he got hurt, but he screwed them by getting hurt because he's brought in Nathaniel Hackett. Dalvin, all these people came in because of the great leader, the mystic leader, Aaron Rodgers, who can't even get on the field because he's injured, okay? Um, he likes to, he liked, uh, Zach Wilson, the backup, okay? He's a big, solid guy. And these are all things, like, if I'm the owner, Woody Johnson, I'm saying to myself, geez, who owns this team? And, and my, my thinking, if I'm Woody Johnson, is I'm going to Joe Douglas, and I'm going to have some kind of exit strategy from Aaron Rodgers. Because every, and once again, you think I'm nuts, but everybody thinks that this guy's going to come back and be Aaron Rodgers of four years ago or three years ago. Name me all the examples of a 40-year-old guy quarterback coming off this type of injury all right that's going to be successful i mean with this young team that they have now so my plan is this i'm going to go to Aaron Rodgers and tell him i'm basically getting rid of all these people you brought in and i may even fire the coach okay and you're going to have to deal with it okay if you want to stay here okay we're going to do things our way all right and if he doesn't accept it he can go his own way and the perfect move for the jets would be in the offseason to go out and get Kirk Cousins. It's working for every team out there, the Geno Smiths of the world. It's established NFL quarterbacks that are in their 30s, okay, not 40 like Aaron Rodgers, that can lead a team like this. All right, Chris. Well, look, I, I got to run. I'm up against the clock here. But, um, look, he said a lot of things there. I can't disagree with the Rodgers one. But the problem is you're not done with Rodgers until Rodgers is done with you. When you go out and make that move, you know that you're kind of handing over the reins of the organization to him. And until he tells you no, because if the Jets do make a hard line, well, where are they then? Then they're nowhere. Then they don't have Rodgers. They don't have a core. I, I mean, then they're in an absolute no place. And, and they're going to get there eventually. But I don't see them making that move any sooner than they have to. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Coming up, Hour 2, The Gordon Damer Show, 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. The subway rat doing the backstroke. 